All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be discussing who of all of Bruce Lee's characters was the best fighter. Lots of gems, lots of drinking and whoring, and lots of Chen Chaoan gets his ass kicked a whole lot of the time. Let's get to it! And every day, I practice martial arts. Yo, Mikey, how you doing, man? Doing great, Seagong. How you doing? Good, good, good. So today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh-huh. Uh, we occasionally have these, I suppose you could call them themed episodes, mm-hmm. where instead of just taking the um, hodgepodge of hot nonsense that are uh, our <laughs> listener questions. Uh, hodgepodge of hot nonsense. Yes. Sounds like, uh, what's it called? What do they call those things? Not limericks. Um, tongue twisters. Yes. Uh you know, I feel most of the questions I have to answer are like a tongue twister. Uh, now, uh, brain teasers. Yeah, which is great because, you know, we get like within one episode, maybe we'll do five questions and that can cover the gamut from Bruce Lee to Wing Chun to Kung Fu movies or whatever. But every once in a while, I like to just say, hey, let's just basically talk about one thing for the whole episode. And occasionally we get some really, really good questions that are worthy of an entire episode. And I think that we have one of those this time. But before we get started, Mm -hmm. just want to remind everyone that the best way to support the Kung Fu Genius is on Patreon. And the link for that is in the description, whether you're listening to us on audio or here on YouTube, that link is below. And uh, for as little as $5 a month, you get access to episodes early, you get my Instagram subscriber reels and occasional little goodies, and you basically get a fast track for any questions you might have uh, that you want us to answer. We always give Patreon questions priority. So uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash the Kung Fu Genius to support us there. Uh, by the way, still getting questions about the uh, Hong Kong trip. Uh, yeah, it's booked, guys. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> One uh, dare I say it's overbooked. Yeah, I would say. Well, <laughs> uh, well it, it's, it, I have more people coming than I originally planned, but uh, I've also, I have some more help now on the Hong Kong side to accommodate the larger group. So um, it should be good. But anyway, I'll most likely do it next year. Um, but this year... This year's trip is going to be amazing. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I know you guys keep asking. Sorry about that. Um, I had given you as much warning as I could all the way back in January. And yes, we're going next month. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, we may already be in Hong Kong because we are uh, recording a little bit in advance to make sure we have enough episodes for the time that we're gone. So anyway, uh, next year. Okay, so uh, now I'm going to have you read the question, which is from Chris Bach, who's a regular... Uh, commenter and uh, watcher of our podcast. He's kind of a, a bit of a lengthy question, but uh, um, let's go to it. Hey, look, you know, it's all the devil's in the detail, right? So here we go. Very good list about the villains. If you have time, here's my question. Who of Bruce Mo- Bruce's movie characters was the strongest slash best slash most effective street fighter? The candidates are Cheng Chaoan from The Big Boss, Fists of Fury, Chen Zhen from Fist of Fury, Chinese Connection. Tang Lung from Wei, Return of the Dragon. And he is going into the details here. Fair play. Lee from Enter the Dragon. And Hai Tian from Game of Death. Honestly, I say by far Cheng is the weakest. He was an ordinary guy from China and defeated in Mr. Me, Hang Ying Chie. In my opinion, the weakest of the villains, but still he was hurt and hit by him many times. Chen is to me very aggressive, but I think he would lose to his own emotions at some point. 
Lee is a Shaolin monk, so he only knows Shaolin style of fighting. But of course, he survived a very deadly situation against a guy with a big claw. To me, it's a match between Tang and Hai. I make a bet with you. The original JKD, in parentheses, like Tommy Carruthers, etc., will say Tang because he basically does original JKD, kicking of the groin and knee and stuff like that. Right. And the JKD concepts people will say Hai because he is basically a dude who mixes styles, even his yellow jumpsuit is a symbol for not being bounded to traditional styles. Mm -hmm. What's your list, Alex? Who of them would win if they would fight each other? I mean, in one and one in matches. Mm -hmm. Not easy. Mm -hmm. It is not easy. Uh, and it's also interesting because when I got that question, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, thank you very much, Chris, for that question. It's a really great question because I like... Um, I'm always tired of like the, the hypotheticals about how Bruce would do in MMA or stuff like that. I, I prefer hypotheticals to be purely hypothetical and fictive. Uh, and yet you hate Dryson questions. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're hypotheticals and then there's the drivel that comes out of Dryson's <laughs> mouth, right? Uh, it's a very so, polite way of putting it. So, um, well, I mean, uh, the, the question first said, which is the best street fighter? But then it also said which one would win on a one-on-one -on -one fight, which for me, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, there's a little distinction in there. Um, you know, but I'm not going to get into the weeds about street fighting versus uh, match fighting or something like that, right? Well, let's just say you just put the two of them in a room and they go at it, all right? Just, to, just so that we don't have to defend the difference between like a duel or a street fight or whatever, right? So um, <clears throat> the question is interesting, and I decided to not just answer or let's say discuss the question as, as Chris posed it, but also to maybe uh, flesh it out a little bit and to go a little deeper. So I think for the first part, we can kind of discuss the strengths and merits of those five iconic Bruce Lee characters, right? And kind of decide, okay, which one among them is maybe the best, all right? And then, uh, like in general, like what their strengths and weaknesses are. And then maybe have a hypothetical fight between all of them and who would stand on top. And It'd be then. A very confusing fight, though, wouldn't it? They all look the same. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> well, they, well, they all have different outfits. They all have slightly different outfits. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Bruce got gradually skinnier as the films went on um, for reasons unknown. Uh, so, um, so we'll have that. And then I also thought. Well, what about if we took each of those characters and decided how would they fare individually against uh, the villains of the other films? Ah. So, for example, Cheng Chowan from Big Boss, like how would he do against, let's say, Bob Wall from Enter the Dragon? You know, right. like, like so kind of do like kind of this kind of cross thing, right? Now, of course, look, this is hypothetical about fictional characters or whatever. If anyone has any emotional attachment to anything I say or anything I say gets anyone upset, you need to look in the mirror and just think really hard about your life. And if you still are upset, you just, you need to repeat step one a little bit longer. So okay? this is the butthurt caveat, right? Yeah, the butthurt caveat, okay? We're discussing <laughs> fictional movie characters, okay? So calm down, people, all right? 
Uh, although, do feel free to comment if you think I'm totally wrong, because commenting helps the algorithm. And the snarkier and more upset, the less I care. Um, but the more <laughs> YouTube cares. So feel free, I suppose, to be as snarky as you want. So anyway. Hey everyone, just want to let you know Wing Chun Illustrated is now offering a paperback edition through Amazon, reaching a larger global market. And no, they're not ditching the glossy magazine edition through MagCloud. You can now simply choose the version of this magazine you prefer and the one with the cheapest shipping wherever you live. Order your copy of Wing Chun Illustrated today across 12 Amazon marketplaces with free shipping for Prime members. Go and check that out. Uh, so let's discuss our five characters. So Chris gave his kind of rundown of those characters, but let's mm -hmm. let's kind of talk about them a little bit. Now, um, by the way, usually I refer to all of them by their uh, Cantonese names, even the character's Cantonese name. The only problem is that um, I, I don't remember exactly what um, Bruce Lee's Cantonese, the, the, the name of his character in Big Boss, what the Cantonese version was. I've seen, I only watched the Cantonese version, but it's been a while. And I would need to look at the subtitles in Chinese to actually know exactly what his name is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think given that the Mandarinization was something like Cheng Chowan, I would assume it's like Zhang Zhao On or some, something to that effect. But anyway, we'll just call him, we'll just call him Cheng Chowan for the big boss guy, right? And uh, uh, Fist of Fury is uh, Chan Chan. And we have Tang Long from uh, Way of the Dragon. And we have the uh, very creative Lee from Enter the Dragon. Do you remember that old episode when it was like, wait, what was his name in Enter the Dragon? I'm like, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And, uh, um, and then, of course, Hai Tien from uh, Game of Death. So, um, if, I mean, obviously, most people who are listening to this podcast should be familiar with those films. And yes, I know Game of Death was never completed, so we have a somewhat limited understanding of Bruce's character in Game of Death because we only know those three fight scenes. And if you've seen the extended materials that was released uh, by John Little in uh, the... Uh, uh, Warrior's Journey, uh, then uh, we know a little bit more than we did when the original 79, 78 version came out. So, uh, Cheng Chawan, big boss. All right, so uh, what do we know about him? Well, he's easily seduced in like whorehouses and drinking. Um, he is also quick to anger, and but he's very scrappy. But I do agree with Chris that he's probably the weakest of the bunch because um, he's... I suppose the best way to describe that character's fighting till he's kind of scrappy. Yeah. Of course, he's still Bruce Lee. He's still powerful. He still does all the cool kicks and punches and spin kicks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, he was relatively injured. Well, I mean, he did take a lot from that old man uh, in uh, Big Boss. And of course, if you know the backstory of Big Boss and the change of directors and the Big Boss is played by uh, Hon Yingkit, uh, I don't, he, he wrote his Mandarin name in there, like Hang Yin Chie, but he's a, he's a guy from Hong Kong. No one knows him as that. Uh, so um, he's the fight choreographer for, or was the fight choreographer for Golden Harvest. So he kind of had to have a part in the movie and they made him the villain. And if you look at that old man and you look at Bruce Lee, it's like, well, it's really not much of a fight. If that was a real fight, it would be like one kick from Cheng Chowan to his like, you know, a geriatric head and uh, Hong Yin Geek would have been dead. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he had to ha he had to create some kind of adversity. Like the guy was just such a badass and was able to cut Bruce Lee and diminish him a little bit and so on and so forth. 
So, but it's not entirely convincing that even that character would have had that hard of a time with the big boss. But by the way, the big boss, the title is interesting because the English title, the big boss, by the way, if anyone calls it Fists of Fury, uh, still in 2023, uh, you need to get a bit of an update. No one has called it that since the 80s. Uh, it is uh, the big boss. Um, however, the Chinese title is Tong San Dai Heng, which is the big brother from China. So it's interesting. The Chinese title references the hero. The English title references the villain, mm -hmm. uh, who's oddly enough not that prominent in the movie uh, <laughs> until the very end. So, um, but anyway, you, you've seen Big Boss, obviously, oh, absolutely, right? Yeah. And uh, there is, uh, you know, he was when he kind of beat up all those guys. When, you know, when the he had made a promise not to fight, and then his necklace gets ripped off about halfway through the movie, which I think is another reason why people get a little salty about that movie is like he doesn't even really fight until halfway through it because he he, he cannot fight because he has this necklace he had made a promise to his mother or whatever that he wouldn't fight uh you know and perhaps his fighting had something to do with the fact that why he even went to thailand to work to begin with like get out of china you're a big troublemaker perhaps there's some parallels to bruce lee's own life when he left hong kong as a teenager to that but the story was written originally for James Tian, not for Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee got hired on by uh, Golden Harvest and kind of kicked James Tian out to the side. And <laughs> James Tian's uh, career never, uh, th that was James, That was going to be the vehicle to launch James Tian, uh, which is funny because if you imagine, and James Tian ends up being in Big Boss, but he's like a second fiddle dude. If you imagine Big Boss with James Tian in the lead role, it would have been a very forgettable film. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, Bruce comes in and he has that, that fight scene, you know, against all of those, the, 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 you know, the bad Thai guys at the ice factory. And then later he has that big mass brawl where he kicks the guy through the wall and leaves that man size uh, uh, hole in, in the wall after he finds that there's drugs being smuggled in the ice. And then finally, you know, he has the big fight with uh, Hon Yin Geet at the end. Um, but if you remember, the big boss, they, they tried to seduce Cheng Chowan when they found out he was a good fighter and they got him drunk and then they had him sleep with that Thai prostitute, right? And in the original film, there's actually a nude scene with Bruce Lee, like kind of like he's just covered like just enough, uh, where he goes back to the whorehouse before he has his final fight. And uh, well, well, well. If, if you remember, I think it was in the Ted Thomas interview, that we did back in season one or season two. They said, you know, Ted Thomas was like, well, Bruce, why did your character go to the brothel before that final fight? And the idea was that he felt that he might die anyway because the big boss had slaughtered all of his coworkers and their families and stuff. So he kind of went in there thinking he was gonna die. So going to the whorehouse was like one last hurrah before he would go in and potentially die. And at the end of the movie, it's kind of alluded that he gets arrested and goes to jail. But there's kind of the one thing we do know about Cheng Chowan's character. He's easily seduced. And when he's about to go for his final fight, the most pressing thing is to, to get, get his laid. rocks off <laughs> at the whorehouse <laughs> before going in there, right? I see literally nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, the thing is, maybe the, like, if the average person has had his fighting skills, which is already a weird thing to say because the average person is not that extraordinary in fighting. Mm -hmm. But let's just say his, his mentality was very average for a dude. He's like this great fighter, but he did a very dude-like thing. 
But that's also what makes him kind of pedestrian. Mm. And what, what makes him not as spectacular as maybe some of his other characters, perhaps, right? So I think that that's the, the one major flaw in him is that there is there's something about him that's just kind of too ordinary that if push really came to shove, he might not have that extra, call it moral fortitude to, fortitude to defeat a really, really high-level villain, right? So I, I do agree that he, he might kind of be the weakest. It's also Bruce Lee's first role, and it's a role that originally wasn't written for him. It was adapted to him as it went on. So from a filmmaking and film writing perspective, you can kind of understand it. But again, our hypothetical here is we're assuming these were like real people. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cheng Chiawan, scrappy fighter, but, you know, maybe easily seduced by, you know, a hot Thai girl. <laughs> okay. Yes. Did you well, have something to say? Well, I was going to say I wanted to like kind of like, like go into that kind of scrappy fighter thing more than anything, really. Because it's like, that's a thing. So I was like... I'd say, look, you know, in real life, big Arnold Schwarzenegger liked to kind of, you know, indulge in the ladies the night before right. a, a big, big event because right. he said it helped him relax. You know yes. what I mean? You wouldn't argue that he wasn't a champion. Sure, sure, you sure. You know what I mean? Yes. So that I can kind of get down with. But like, he was just super scrappy. And I kind of feel that if you're absolutely right, if it was like a kind of, you know, more of a, a slightly younger and more kind of like technical fighter. Yeah. Like, like even if like Bruce is is that character is like kind of like you know stronger and he's like kind of emotional right like he's a bit too angry like the uh, uh, you know another character with a better kind of fight mentality will just draw him in mm-hmm. until he eventually makes a mistake which he will make a mistake very quickly right right he'll just f- you know flash a photo of a girl's boobs and he'll go huh and then <laughs> and knock him out right <laughs> and then i think there there you have it there's yeah. the end of uh cheng chawan right maybe you just wear this shirt <laughs> the one that i'm wearing right now right oh, and he'll be keep a look- great shirt and he'll be and he'll keep looking at it go mm-hmm. ahead and that'll be the distraction right mm-hmm. so uh okay so that's cheng chawan all right scrappy but perhaps not the most mentally strong of all of them right now we go to the second film uh, where he played Chan Chan, a semi-fictive character, right? Um, because uh, Fist of Fury is about the Jingmu Academy, or the Jingmo Academy, which was a real place in Shanghai. It was a real martial arts school in the early 20th, that was um, founded in the early 20th century. And um, the name Chan Chan, Chan uh, means like real, and Chan is, is Chan, right, in Chinese, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's a very kind of cool name it's like his name is like real like it's it's a very it's a very cool and short name and the reason that they use that name is when they wrote the film because it is a semi well it is based on a school that did exist but the story is highly fictionalized of course the found the so-called founder of uh, the Jingwu Academy was Fok Yun Gap or Huo Yuan John Mandarin and he died under mysterious circumstances by being tricked by the Japanese and killed or whatever. But there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that story is actually fake because the real founders of the Jingwu Academy were two businessmen. And it seems like this whole, their school was founded by Fok Yun Gap and they have his photo and he's like a northerner, but he was mysteriously killed because what people don't realize, they don't know the history of the Jingwu Academy. When the Jingwu Academy was open, Fok Yun Gap was already dead. Yeah. So the founder of the academy was already dead when it opened. Okay, <laughs> which is sus. So, okay, yeah, very suspect. Uh, and then of course they created this some kind of weird. It's it's very weird why you would create 
this story about like, here's our founder, by the way, he was killed by Japanese. Like, it's a little weird, right? Um, so anyway, they looked at the student roles uh, of Kung Fu students at the Jingwu Academy and they saw the name Chen Chen on the list. And so the script writers thought that that was a cool name and they just used it, hit that name and made the story Bruce Lee's character based on a name of a real student from Jingwu, but of course the story is entirely fictitious. And the gag is always like, Chen Zhen in real life could have been the worst student at yeah. the Jingwu Academy, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And there actually is a funny line in Fist of Fury when he goes to the Japanese school and he says in Cantonese, he's like, uh, I'm the worst, I'm the lousiest student from Jingwu, so I suppose you should start with me. And it's like, and it's, it's kind of, he's like being self-deprecating, but you also know he's, he's not the lousiest student from the Jingwu Academy. <laughs> but he's kind of saying like, I'm the worst example of the excellence of that school. And if you can beat me, then that's a start. So um, Chan Zhen is very skillful and he's Ooh, perhaps yes. the best student from the Jingwu Academy. But he also, like Cheng Chaoan, has a bit of a uh, character issue and then he's very quick to anger and he's very emotional. Because just think of the opening scene where he comes and they're burying his Sifu and it's in the Cantonese version, Sifu, right? And he's like so upset and he's just like, he's, you know, trying to claw, like take the dirt off the, you know, they're putting the dirt on the casket and he's like jumping on and taking it off. And then he gets knocked, you know, the, the leader of like one of the seniors has to hit him with a shovel, making that the only time Bruce Lee's ever knocked out in any of his films. So the joke is that old man with the shovel is the only guy to defeat Bruce Lee in any Bruce Lee movie, right? <laughs> he just basically, you know, uh, uh, cold cocks like Bruce Lee in the back of the head with a, uh, with a shovel, right? <clears throat> the only person who was able to do, do such a thing to Bruce on film. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the rest of the movie, like Bruce is very angry and he's very emotional and everything, you know. Uh, like you listen to what I say, the Chinese are not sick men and everything he says is so, uh, and he's, you know, and he's like, you know, now you're eating paper and next time you'll eat glass. And he's, there's something very uh, raw and emotional about him, which can be good if it's channeled well. But as you know, if someone knows how to get someone overly agitated in a fight or angry, you can make that person make a uh, mistake. I mean, just even think of the final frame of Fist of Fury. What does he do? He knows he's going to be killed. He just screams and he runs and he jumps into essentially what it would be a bunch of gunfire from a, these guys pointing guns at him, right? So he's like this, not an entirely rational actor, okay, in terms of his mental state, right? So whereas, but he's very, very good. I mean, look at the guys that he defeats. He defeats Japanese fighters in their own school, multiple attackers. He defeats a dude with a sword using nunchucks. He defeats Petrov, played by his dealer, Bob Baker. And, uh, and he's very impressive, but he can get emotional, which means that he also has a little, he has like a, there's a, dent in his armor, just like Cheng Chaoan, right? You know, show Cheng Chaoan boobs and he'll go, huh? And you can defeat him and, you know, say something about his Sifu not being that great or whatever. And you probably could do the same to uh, Chan Zhen. All right. So then we come to Tang Long from Way of the Dragon, mm. who um, is a bit of a country bumpkin, not unlike Cheng Chaoan, but he's a lot less of a hothead. In fact, he's kind of, I think he's the, 
one of the most relaxed of all of them, right? He's just kind of like a country bumpkin, very somewhat innocent, somewhat naive. Um, but he is very serious about his martial arts training. Now, in Chris Bach's question, um, he said, the original JKD guys kind of champion Tang Lung as like the guy who's doing Bruce Lee style Jeet Kune Do. Because as you know, and we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, there's this schism in JKD between original JKD, which is people who practice or profess to practice that which Bruce Lee himself did up until the time of his untimely demise. And then there's the JKD concepts, which is more or less the Dan and Asanto group, which is that JKD is this ever-evolving thing and uh, without getting into that, because even just explaining the debate is going to be like, well, actually, that's not really what Dan and Asanto means. Like, I, this is the broad stroke argument that, you know, you can uh, incorporate different styles that, as long as they fit in the general scheme of what is Jeet Kune Do or whatever. And then there are people that are saying, well, you know, doing jujitsu and all these things in there and mixing it in and still calling it Jeet Kune Do is not really what Bruce Lee had in mind. And then you just let those guys fight about it online and I just sit back mm -hmm. and eat popcorn, right? Um, but uh, if you look at Bruce Lee's movements, in, uh, especially in the end fight scene, with uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, of course, there are a few more spin kicks and things like that than Bruce probably would have done in real life. But, you know, there's a lot of like straight lead sidekick and like kind of moving. And when he gets going, after he has a little bit of adversity against Chuck, he's got head movement and he's bouncing around. And he is very kind of Bruce Lee JKD ish. Um, so I like Tang Long so far because he's not emotional. When he faced adversity with Chuck Norris, he kind of dusted himself off and decided to move and adapt. So that means when he faces adversity, he can keep a cool head, unlike maybe some of the other two, the, the two previous uh, uh, characters. So, uh, and he's just really good and he's also kind of cunning, yes. Now, without getting into it before we finish off with the other two movies, would you say that like Chen Zhen, is more or less skillful than Tang Lung? That's very difficult to say uh, because, you know, um, especially like in all the years after all the Marvel films, when, when I watch movies now, I almost imagine them in a contain a, a certain universe, mm -hmm. right? Because yet you, when you watch a movie and you understand how the rules apply, and most of Bruce Lee's films could have all happened in the same universe. So in other words, it's not like one of his films there were like there was magic or demons or ghosts or something and the other movie is more urban and grounded in reality you can almost imagine all of his films more or less could have ex happened in the same universe could have happened on earth one right For, yeah uh so uh that is what makes it difficult because you have you have only the selection of fights that they had in those films and I don't know if that gives us enough information to really know. I think um, Chan Zhen was more willing to kill than Tang Long, because Tang Long was a kind of a modern guy and not nearly as emotional. But I have a feeling Tang Long would have beaten Chan Zhen if it was just a just a fist fight, maybe no weapons or death is not on the line. Okay, because I think whatever whatever technical problems Chen Zhen would have given Tang Long, Tang Long would have dusted himself off 
and would have decided to adapt and figure out a way to do it. Plus, both Chen Zhen and Tang Long can both use nunchucks. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, in, in fact, uh, uh, Tang Long knows how to use two nunchucks at the same time because in the in Fist of Fury, Bruce Lee, I believe, uses only one. That was the first introduction to it. And then, how is he going to up himself in the next movie? Well, you use two. <laughs> All right. So we don't know if uh, if uh, Chen Chen could use two if he had to, right? Um, but again, the, the the idea is that this is uh, unarmed fighting. So, but anyway, that but it does mean that. Um, Tang Long does have some additional skills that may help him be a better athlete, let's say, even if he's not using two. He also could use darts to throw them at the guys with the guns and stuff, right? So he's also quite crafty and adaptable. Yeah. And I, I do agree with that assertion that he is kind of like an original JKD guy. Like that is Bruce Lee, take away a few of the more spectacular spinning kicks and stuff like that. That is him more or less kind of doing his straight lead sidekick, kind of JKD's a little bit of Wing Chun thrown in there. So I'm so far I'm thinking Tang Long is definitely the strongest of the the first three, all right. In my opinion, um, and now we go to Lee from Enter the Dragon, and this is difficult because although um, you know Chris said well he only knows Shaolin Kung Fu so he's not that adaptable, but I found that he actually was really quite adaptable because look at the opening fight scene. He's like beaten Sammo Hung on his feet and then uses like a neck crank to finish him at the end. And when he's, you know, faced with adversity and there are like two sticks on the ground, he was able to pick them up and use them. He was able to use the single nunchuck, the double, I think, I don't know if he uses double nunchuck and into a dragon, maybe just single. And uh, he's able to use a staff. He's able to fight against Han with the claw, the bear claw, and then later like the four bladed one. And he's able to do multiple attackers. And I would say the fact that he learned one style, the, I, I would say he, Lee's character is actually quite adaptable. Plus, because he has that James Bond-esque kind of spy thing, even though he's just a Shaolin monk who is, can you imagine the British Secret Service or MI6 or whatever, just recruiting some random Shaolin monk to do a job that clearly a spy has to do? Because like, if you think there's a point like Bruce has to like go and do the Morse code and he's doing all this spy shit, but the, his only qualification is that he's an ass kicker. Where did he learn all this other stuff? So they must have had like a dossier on him where he knew all this shit. Well, is it ever explicitly said in the film that he just knows Shaolin Kung Fu? I thought it's it's it's, it's well. He's a graduate of the Shaolin Temple, and you know, part of I think one of the weaker subplots of the film is that you know he's you know because when he's about to face Han, he's like, "You have offended my family, and you have offended the Shaolin Temple." And mm -hmm. it's like, well, technically, it was Han's men who are responsible for your sister deciding to commit suicide before presumably they would have assaulted her. Uh, so I don't know if that's directly Han Singh, and it's never quite understood. What did Han do that was so bad at the Shaolin Temple? He left, he became a criminal, he started a tournament on his own island. Uh, yeah, I suppose he could consider be considered some kind of rebel or turncoat of the Shaolin Temple, but, but like, I mean, did he take a did he take a steaming dump in one of like the, the Shaolin rooms? Or like, what did Han do? Like specifically at the Shaolin Temple or to the Shaolin Temple, besides, you know, breaking the honor code. But like it, it just like that part seemed a little like I don't know. I always I always took it that it was the fact that you know he did do all of that. But like there's the prostitution. You know what I mean? There's the drug trade. Like it's kind of like 
He's like he's learned, making them look really bad. Yeah, he's like you know he's he's it's not just yeah. he's just a rebel. He's gone completely the other way. But maybe their biggest beef is that he's teaching Shaolin Kung Fu and making them wear karate uniforms. <laughs> yes, and probably that's what it <laughs> is. By the way, that's one of the reasons why the film did not do that well in Hong Kong, even though Bruce Lee had just died and his name was all over the place. Uh, they, they felt the film was kind of um, American chop suey. Like, right. oh, it's a kung fu movie. Why is everyone wearing karate geese and stuff like that? So they felt it was a little like... Uh, Asian for Western audiences, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could say that, but the thing is, it's still, like, that has to do with, like, the honor of the temple. And the honor of the temple isn't, like, a huge theme in the film. It's just kind of implied. Right. It's way more clear that Bruce is going along with this because he wants to get back at the dudes who are responsible for his sister killing himself, right? Or killing herself, I should say. And, and so... He also has a little bit of emotional reasoning, like like why he's doing this. Like, why is he going to go to an island and do all this stuff for Mr. Braithwaite? Um, so, so it's a little weird, but I don't. I wouldn't say that he's not adaptable because he only learned Shaolin Kung Fu. I think the character of Lee in Enter the Dragon showed he's a freaking Shaolin monk who can do Morse code and climb down on ropes and you know do you know spy and espionage work and meet with secret contacts. I would say this is a pretty flexible and adaptable guy. I mean, he's barely a Shaolin monk, I think. I mean, look at the suit he wears at the beginning. He looks so freaking fly. Yes, yes. Right? Well, uh, th that part is not completely um, fleshed out. I mean, obviously, there was really no Shaolin temple to train at in the 70s. Um, but the idea was that, and this kind of harkens back to some of the lore of Shaolin, which is um, all, all bullshit. <laughs> but, but, you know, the idea was that, you know, think of the story of the 36th chamber, right? What did um, uh, some, you know, as Gordon Liu's character want to do? He wanted to make Shaolin Kung Fu available to the masses so that they could also fight against the evil Ching. So the 36th chamber was a chamber of Shaolin that was like a school open to the public. So maybe yeah. within this universal lore of Shaolin, you have the monks who live at the temple and they have the shaved heads and they take their vows. And then you have the the laymen who train at the Shaolin Temple and get the Shaolin Kung Fu without necessarily being a full-fledged ordained monk. And so I think it was kind of implied that Bruce is one of those guys, right? Yeah. Um, because at the opening scene when he fights Samo, uh, those guys have hair. Yeah. But then you have yeah. But then you have actual monks and abbots in the background, right? So, yeah. so I think maybe there is a bit of um, he's he's one of he's a student of the thirty sixth chamber, so to speak, right? Uh -huh. As opposed to being like a full ordained monk, yeah. Because I mean, he's a relatively hip guy, you know. He 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 doesn't freak out when prostitutes are around him, um, unlike Cheng Chowan. Uh, <laughs> he he uh, you know he like he can handle it. He's not like he's like a man of the people. He's got that nice suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's someone who who can use modern technology. He's someone who's like kind of hip and smart and stuff like that. And you know, and even when he's like trading barbs with. Um, with Roper, you know, he's like, uh, you know, um, you seem very much at home here, Mr. Roper. Like, he speaks like a man of the people. He doesn't speak yeah. like someone who's been sequestered in a, in a monastery his whole life. He's like someone who's obviously hip and adaptable. So I would disagree a little bit that he was not adaptable. I would say he's probably the slickest yeah. in terms of like kind of like a dude who just happens to be a superior fighter. 
Um, so that then makes the introduction of Lee in this, you know, because I think we can pretty much say that like Chen Zhen is too emotional, Cheng Chao is too mentally weak, and he's just scrappy but not as technical. I think so far it's like it's Tang Long, and now we look at Lee, and if we look at it in universe, all right, then Lee is a way more put together guy than Tang Long, Be because Tang Long is a bumpkin, and I think Lee is not a worse fighter than Tang Long, but he's also smarter. Yeah. So that, I think, makes it like, mm, now, like, Tang Long is maybe not, maybe now Tang Long has some competition, and that's Lee from Enter the Dragon. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's difficult to say exactly, you know, exactly, how, but that's an interesting fight right there. Yeah. Tang Long versus Lee. All right. Because cause the thing is, now we're getting into a question of motivation because the one outlier out of the four films is Way of the Dragon because there was no revenge motivation. You know what I mean? Like, so there's no kind of. Yes, you're right. You, and so, like, of course, if. It was a protective, like, he's yeah. protective of his people, right? Yeah. Uh, but, like, he's essentially a hired gun in the right. film, right? Yes. So, like, you know, I mean, you know, as their family and all this yeah. kind of stuff, but it's pa like. Pa paid for in Chinese food. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, seven bowls of soup but like um, you know so then all of a sudden it's like well if then if maybe like the, the boss man in Way of the Dragon if the story had been different and he'd killed one of like killed maybe like the, the girl or like one of his family members would his temperament have changed uh huh you know what I mean? And then all of in a big sudden, boss? In, no, in, in Way of the Dragon. Oh, in Way right? of the Dragon. So then all yes. of a sudden there's like a if they killed like Nora Mayo's character yeah, or whatever like right well, yeah. so then all of a sudden then does that mean his temperament changes as a fighter because now he has right. different motivation? Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Is yes. that, would he be less cool? Right, right. So. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, because I guess that's also what makes these hypotheticals different is, uh, or difficult, I should say, because uh, in terms of the character development, which, spoiler alert, there's not a whole lot of character development in any <laughs> of Bruce Lee's films. He's basically the same guy at the end of the movie that he was at the beginning. He just might have some more blood or scars on him, right? But he doesn't like... Uh, there's minor, minor character development in Way of the Dragon where he's like, he decides to become more adaptable when he runs into adversity against Chuck. But that wasn't um, foreshadowed in the movie. It's not like... like it, I think in the middle of Way of the Dragon, had he been like sitting at home watching a, a fight on TV and watching a boxer bouncing around and then he's looking at that and kind of imitating it, then it would have been a slightly better payoff at the end when he's having a hard time with Chuck and then he decides to imitate that boxer he saw on TV. Because yeah. then you're like, oh, look, he's you then the adaptation bit really pays off. Right. Um, but I think it was just kind of like, well, where did that come from? It wasn't set up. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what is his character development in Big Boss? None. <laughs> What's yeah. his character development in Fist of Fury? None. He kills everyone he wants to kill, and he says, F it. And e even when you listen to um, Bruce's conversation with Dan Lee, he says, oh, at the end of Fist of Fury, he's going to go out like uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And they also basically run out and basically commit suicide at the end of that movie. Spoiler alert. I know it's from 68 or whatever, right? Um, and then, so you see that Bruce was kind of imitating B Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But there's no big character development. Yeah. Tang Long, what is his character development? Uh, he decides that he should use some flexible footwork when, he, when his regular kung fu doesn't work. <laughs> Th that, that is the biggest character development for him in that film. All right? 
and finding out that the guy that he worked for, that uncle or whatever, was like a scumbag. Like, yeah. but but that didn't it didn't really change anything, right? He didn't need to kill Chuck. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, so so it, it, there's really no development arc there. All right, Lee uh, wants revenge on the guy who he feels is responsible for his sister's death, and then he kills that guy, and that's not even in the final scene. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's kind of revenge, and then he get he gets his revenge. But it's not like at the end of the movie, after he killed both Han and and uh, Bob Wall O'Hara, where he he like looks up and then like he hears his abbot and he goes like you know, you can get revenge, but it's not going to cure the demon in there. And then he kind of realizes like he still has it. Like like he realizes that even after getting his revenge, he still doesn't have what he wants. No, he's fine. Thumbs up it. The thumbs up is the final frame of Enter the Dragon, and then you know. <laughs> Fade to the claw in in focus, yep. and then and then the credits. Yeah, Lalo right? Schifrin coming in hot. Exactly, you know what I mean? right? Um, yeah, which is wild. By the way, I I, I definitely told this on another podcast. Um, I have a cousin who's like a baller, and yeah. he, and met Lalo Schifrin mm-hmm. and was at Lalo Schifrin's home, and Lalo, and my cousin's a big Bruce Lee fan, and Lalo played on his piano. Yes, you have said the, the theme for Edge and, and I would be like, so oh my God. <laughs> so amazing. Yes. Like, God. God, I wish, yeah, yeah sure I so. wish I could tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so no character development. So, so that's why when we do these hypotheticals against the different characters, we're really going on an extremely limited amount of information because none of these films were their own franchises where they were like trilogies where you have you get to see Chen Jun's character over three films and you know a little bit more about how he faces different situations. We're really going on very limited information, which is why if anyone gets upset about me thinking this character is better than that character, it's like, you calm down, buddy. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is not to take away anyone's uh, enjoyment of any of these films, right? So Lee in Enter the Dragon... I find highly adaptable and very smart and cunning. So he's kind of, he has that edge. He's just as good of a fighter, in my opinion, as the other guys. He's scrappy like Cheng Chowan, in that he could take all those slashes from Han's claw and continue going. He, um, the only way Han is any kind of threat to him is because of his hand. Um, and he still overcomes that. He overcomes Han's best guy. He can fight multiple, multiple attackers. He's, he's smart. He has the adaptable moment when the abbot speaks to him or like he hears the abbot's yes. voice in the Hall of Mirrors. Right, yeah, right, right, right. And then he goes around and smashes Yes, yes. It. He's just I mean? an image in front of you or whatever. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, that scene was not in the original version of Enter the Dragon. That was added later. Um, and that whole scene where he's walking with the abbot and the abbot tells him, like, you know... And then he's like asking him those questions. That was not in the original one because they felt that that slowed the pace of the film down. And which is why later when they added it in, they had to dub Bruce Lee's voice. That's not Bruce Lee actually doing his own voice. I think it's John Little, right? Yeah, I think so. And um, and that's why it comes off a little weird, right? So um, anyway, um, I think Lee is looking like the strongest so far. Okay, so we're doing one-on-one. The other thing about Lee is that, like, yeah, his skills are flawless. Your technique is flawless. Yes, right? extraordinary. Extractor odd, extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, sorry, thinking of a different film, but kind of close. That's a, not a Mandela effect. That was a mistake. Um, but, like, his adaptability also came around with all the spy shit. 
You know what I mean? So it's like kind of like, you know, when he grabs a snake and chucks it into the control room. He can improvise. He can improvise, right? But, you know, you're not doing that in a fight. Yeah, but sometimes you might need to improvise. And we've shown that on the fly, he can improvise. Right. And he can do it in a way, whereas like, for example, Tang Long, he can improvise with like his footwork and he realizes, oh, some of those bad guys has gu- have guns. So he makes some darts in advance. But Lee kind of, came up with that in the moment. Yeah. Which I think just makes him a tick sharper than, I mean, no one is going to accuse Tang Long of being a sharp guy because he's kind of, he's like, you know, when he sees the naked girl and like mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's very goofy, right? Um, I think Lee edges him out a little bit because he's a little smarter well, kind of and he's feel, just as scrappy. Well, I kind of feel like if you're looking for any kind of character development that's just completely separate to all the films, the first three characters everything's culminating into Lee at this point. It's like a best of everyone. So yeah, so I think I think that just puts him a slight, puts Lee a slight notch above Tang Long. Plus, Tang Long did use a little bit of Wing Chun on Chuck Norris, like yeah. packs out chain punches, but uh, Lee used a little more Wing Chun on Bob Wall. So I think, so I, I don't really see Tang Long being that much more adaptable because Bruce's Shaolin character also had like some Wing Chun, had some Eskrima, so I think he's quite adaptable, all yeah. right? So now we come to Hai Tian from Game of Death, uh, the character whom we know the least about because the only parts that were shot were the three fight scenes the, with uh, Dan Inosanto, uh, Jihan Jae, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, when they released the full footage, well, the full footage of what they have, which is was put in the Warrior's Journey. So you got to see some of the in-between fight scenes that James Tian was there. There was another actor there. And you see how Bruce kind of uh, interacts with them. Uh, he also seems like that character is a little bit more of a man of the people. I believe in the original script or the treatment or whatever. He was supposed to be a retired martial arts champ. Right. So that would give me the impression he's also like, someone who's kind of hip and up to date in in that way a little bit like Lee from Enter the Dragon and that he you know he he knows what's up he knows uh what the outside world is like he's not a sequestered monk by any stretch of the imagination but uh also in Chris's uh comment slash question he says the Jeet Kundo concepts guys kind of rally for him which is so funny because you know you have these two camps in Jeet Kune Do, original Jeet Kune Do and Jeet Kune Do concept so of course it makes sense that they would even have their favorite character that Bruce Lee played that also um coincidentally falls in line with their um uh, dogmatic ideas about Jeet Kune Do or whatever yeah, right which is funny that. until that question was I never thought of it that way because I don't have any skin in the game about original Jeet Kune Do versus Jeet Kune Do concepts. Yeah. But it's funny to hear like, oh yeah, like the original JKD guys are like partial to Tang Long and Wei the Dragon because of the way he moves. But in Game of Death, he's almost um, institutionally adaptable, which is like the whole dogma of Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he uses the flexible weapon, you know, to defeat Thanos, like, like to you know, the bamboo stick and the nunchucks. Um, and then, you know, he, so he can defeat the Eskrima expert by kind of adapting to him. He can defeat the joint locking, grappling Jihan Jae. And then when faced with the most difficult challenge, the seven foot plus tall style of the unknown Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he, he figures out a way to adapt. He finds out that he, you know, is sensitive to light and, you know, brings a light in and then eventually actually defeats him with 
uh, a, some kind of chokehold or neck crank, right? So that's like kind of maybe a, uh, uh, a way to support like the Jeet Kune Do concepts thing, which is so funny when you think of it. It's like, of course, but I mean, it's very easy to cherry pick some ideas and go, see, see, there, yeah. he's totally championing our idea, championing our, our, our idea in this film or whatever, right? Even though not knowing the rest of the film, it's a little difficult to say. I'm but I'm going to say something mildly sacrilegious here. Mm -hmm. I actually find Game of Death quite unwatchable. And it's the one Bruce Lee film that I have the least amount, like I've watched it and I just cannot remember I remember the fights. Right. But like I can tell you anything about what it's about anymore. You know what I mean? Like I just, well, I've, I've tried. You know what I mean? He, well, the, 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 the big problem is because he only shot those three fight scenes. Mm -hmm. And at the time of his death, supposedly, uh, he was, you know, in talks to finish that movie with, with George Lazenby. They were going to shoehorn George Lazenby into the script, which again, people are like, oh, no, no, he totally had a script. Mm. At the time of his death, they were like, we have George Lazenby. How are we going to fit him into this movie? Um, when you're having those kind of discussions, you don't have a solid script. Yeah. <laughs> when you go, how can we shoehorn that guy who played James Bond once? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll make him his buddy or something. <laughs> like, yeah, they were still working on that script. Um, so they finished it anyway. I mean, like this is preaching to the choir because I think everyone who's watching this knows that. Um, Raymond Chow, very shrewd and cunning business guy, uh, decided to finish Game of Death without Bruce Lee in the late 70s. And so what they did was is they had those three fight scenes and decided to just make those fight scenes the finale, which they most likely would have been the finale anyway. And then you have to build a completely new story around something to get you to those final three fights. And so by using doubles, they had like three or four people playing Bruce Lee in that movie. You had um, Kim Tae-chung, the Korean actor, doing most of the fight scenes. You had another actor who looked like Bruce Lee. It's Kim Tae Chung couldn't speak English. So for the close-up scenes, when English was required, uh, they needed another actor who looked like Bruce Lee but could speak English for basically in the close-up face shots. Then you had Yoon Byu doing all the acrobatic stuff, which is very painfully clear when you see the locker scene against Bob Wall, all the flips and everything. You literally can just see Yoon Byu's face doing it, and then it comes <laughs> back to being Kim Tai Chung, right? And then, and then the fourth person to play Bruce Lee in Game of Death is Bruce Lee himself via outtakes and different cuts from other movies where they would just slice it, splice in a scene from Way of the Dragon where he turns his head and then the next scene it's Kim Tai Chung and then the next scene it's, it's uh, Yin Biu doing a flit. It's very schizophrenic. And the scene they came up with, oddly enough, is about the conspiracy behind the death of a famous movie star. You know, so like Raymond was really milking this controversy, right? And a lot of people found it like a very disrespectful take and, you know, there's even more ridiculous stuff in there like, a, you know, the actor is like looking at the mirror and they literally put a cardboard cutout of Bruce's face on the mirror. And then you have Kim Tai Chung behind it and you can see the neck kind of like moving underneath it because obviously the face is pasted to the mirror. So so it's, it's understandable if you only saw it once or twice way back in the day, why it's unforgettable. The story is ridiculous. Although it has a great score by John Barry. It's amazing. The, when you see the opening sequence, it's like a Bond film. It's yeah. really, really well. Dun, dun, with the horns and everything. Music is really good. Movie was a total turkey. But the people lined up to see it because they knew the final 10 minutes or 15 minutes, they were going to see this footage of Bruce Lee that never came out. So that was the thing. And that's why it's all the way at the end. It's, it's the big carrot dangling, right? Yeah. 
Um, but uh, the story that they used to finish Game of Death in the late 70s was not the original idea Bruce Lee had had, which was something to the tune of he was like a former... Uh, martial arts champion and his sister got kidnapped and she's in Korea at some temple and and uh, you know held hostage and he basically has to go and rescue her some something to that effect all right um, and who knows if that would actually have been the final story had Bruce Lee com completed it uh, obviously the fight scenes he are an ode to his Jeet Kune Do philosophy the yellow tracksuit represents aliveness and adaptation and everything like that um, so we only know about his ability to adapt in there. We don't really know much about him. But he is supposedly a martial arts champion, so he does have a really good pedigree, but so do pretty much all of his other characters. Um, and he's also, you know, institutionally adaptable. So I think the first two guys, I think Chen Zhen and Cheng Chaowan would be defeated by the other three because they have certain character kinks that I think would work against them. And I think the other guys are either adaptable in the case of Tang Long, uh, cunning in the, in the case of Li, and super adaptable in the case of Hai Tian. So I think they would blow the first two out of the water. All right? So I think it's now really between the last three. And it also makes sense. His characters got more robust as his movies went along. So it makes sense that, you know, if you're following my train of thought, that it would be the more final ones because he's kind of, he's kind of, fit, he's kind of getting better at these characters as it goes along, right? So, um, if we put the three of them, all right, so we match, okay? So we say we take Tang Long, and he has to have a match with Li and a match with Hai Tian. Um, I think, um. I think Lee might be able to pull it through against Tang Long, and I think so would Hai Tian. Yeah, Tang Long's really, he's looking like the weakest out of the three. Out of the three, but he's still a very strong character. But we're yeah. talking about the weakest out of three relatively strong ones, right? Yeah. But I, I think Lee and Hai Tian would, would be able to defeat Tang Long. All right? Would you agree with that? Unfortunately, By the yes. way, feel free to disagree with no, me. It no, doesn't, no, it doesn't that, bother me at all. No, you see, the thing about it is, it's just like, the, I'm th like thinking about it, right? I mean, look. By the way, someone outside disagrees. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Gotta, gotta love New York. It's gonna hate, right? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I kind of like, the thing is, if you just end up with the three, I kind of still feel like you should have Chen Zhen in there, but only because he's massively skillful. He is. Right? So, like, and on his day, would he be able to kind of take out one of them? Yeah, but I, I, I yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think it's also a toss-up. The other thing is, like, in the real world, when you have highly skilled people fighting each other, assuming that, let's say, similar weight class, similar skill, similar experience... You have many fights where it's like, you know, if they fought 10 times, it would be 50-50 or 70-30. Like, it's not like yeah. if you put them 10 out of 10 times, this guy would win every single time, right? Yeah. Uh, especially if they keep fighting each other, they, they start to figure each other out a little bit. I get it, but for example, Chen Zhen's very emotional and he can get a little bit like this. And Lee in Enter the Dragon, when he fights Bob Wall, he kind of trounces Bob Wall 
and Bob Wall gets emotional and then breaks the bottle and comes at him in rage and Bruce is able to handle him like no one's business. Yeah. So we've seen Lee deal with a rage monster in the form of O'Hara's character. Yeah. And then straight up kill him. Mm-hmm. So I think Lee would be fine with a kind of a, a raging Chan Chan. Yeah, okay. So I think I, the way I see it as is right now, right, is that it's probably like the populist idea, but I think when all said and done, I think Lee shades it all the way to the top. Because uh-huh. I think if he fought Hai Tien, yeah. let's argue that Hai Tien is an ex-martial arts champion. Maybe his technique is better. Right. I think Lee has the more adaptability and the cunning with that spy shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the just, thing. Like, he's like, he could fight dirty a little bit. Yes, Chris seems to dismiss Lee a little bit because he only knows Shaolin Kung Fu. But if you're looking at the film, he's proven himself immensely adaptable, not just in fighting, but in a wide range of situations, mm-hmm. right? So you really know this guy's like a little bit of a Bond type. And it's hard to bet against Bond. Yeah. You know? Uh, and also... Goes without saying that Enter the Dragon is a huge, is a huge Doctor No ripoff. Anyway, yes. so it's, it's kind of a ripoff of a Bond movie. Anyway, it's absolutely one hundred percent. So, uh, so there is that, but there is a kind of a scrappiness. Hai Tien has, in my opinion, some of the best characteristics of the other guys, without some of their uh, faults. Um, so, for example, he's scrappy in that, like, you know, he, get, he can get whacked with a nunchuck and, like, just kind of, you know, licked his blood and kind of go, okay, fine. So he's got a little bit of that scrappiness of, like, Cheng Chowan, but seemingly without the whoring and drinking. <laughs> but we don't know because we, we know. because we have not seen the rest of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, the weapons ability and... and uh, the wide range of skills of Chan Jun, but he's not a rage monster. He has the footwork and movement of Tang Long, and he's very adept at adaptation, maybe better than Tang Long. So, so it really, I think, comes to Hai Tian and Li. And I think, to a, I, I think you're right. There's, there's that James Bond factor of Li where he's just the sharpest of the bunch, the most adaptable in a wide range of situations. Like, I can imagine if Lee were losing the fight to Hai Tien, he would, like, you know, spot something out of his, the corner of his eye and, like, you know, throw something to, like, a lamp would, like, land on, on Hai Tien's head and, like, shock him, and then he would give him a sidekick. Like, I feel he would improv something to win, even if it meant being a little dirty, despite the fact that he's a Shaolin monk or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Shaolin monks shouldn't kill, yet, you know, he basically kicked Han into a spear. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, so I, th- I think Lee wins. I think so, too. Yeah. I really do. You know, it's funny, because the thing is, um, uh, many, many, many years ago, I read uh, the Bourne trilogy, which is, for anyone who knows, is actually radically different to the way the films portrayed him. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts off in the first film as kind of like the Bourne identity, and then they change the story and, and the... You know, the, yeah, and the, in the books, isn't it Ben Affleck instead of what's his face? Yes, exactly. All right, good. That makes it, it so much yes, better. Absolutely. But they say in the book, like um, Jason Bourne looks like Ben Affleck. They make a point of that. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Before yeah, Ben absolutely. Affleck was probably even Bourne. But yeah, uh-huh. absolutely right. But there's this one se- There's this one chapter in in the Bourne Ultimatum, which is the second book, I think, or is it the Bourne Supremacy? Either way, second book 
Bourne's had to be brought out of retirement because like his wife has been kidnapped, but it's like by the side that want him to fight this fake Jason Bourne that's going around using his name and everything. And he has to take on this random Chinese guy in Hong Kong, mm. right? And he's like an older guy, like he's, he's an older guy, right? And he has this fight with this, this, this younger Chinese, like, like Kung Fu master spy guy. And, like, and at the end of it, they kind of like, he beats him. And at the end of it, the guy's like, you're amazing. Like, you know, um, I, I thank you, you beat me in that. And he said, the only reason I beat you is because I know more dirty tricks. You are a better fighter than me. Right. You're, your skill is better, and yes. if we had this in a fair fight, you yes. would beat me. Right, and right. that's the kind of vibe that I get from the idea of High Tien versus like Lee is that like High Tien might be actually better, more skillful. Right, but Lee will. Yeah, he's just, just he just has that edge yeah. of fight dirty a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know he's got the edge. Anyone who could pull off that brown suit, you know, oh, that guy's oh slick, God, yes, man, right? Yeah. So, um, so I would think, yeah, if you put them all together, I think Lee wins hands down. Yes. All right. So um, if we were to rank them, then I think it would go as the strongest fighter would be Li, mm -hmm. then Hai Tian, then Tang Long, then Chan Chan, and then Cheng Chao Wan. So actually in almost reverse almost. Or order yeah. of the films, right? Mm -hmm. um, al al although um, obviously Game of Death was, those scenes were shot before Enter the Dragon, but that movie came out later. But so if, but you could say the order they were filmed in reverse yes. is the strongest. To, so, so, you know, there, there's something can be said that he was kind of like improving these characters as they went on. So I think, I think Lee is the undisputed champion. Now, having said that, obviously, I think Lee would survive all of the situations that any of the characters were put in in the other film. So if you took Lee and put him into Game of Death, I think he would still come out on top. If you took Lee and put him into Tang Long's character, I think he would definitely win against Chuck Norris. So um, I think that goes without saying, but I thought maybe for the final bit of our discussion here before we sign off today, mm -hmm. is to think how would the various fighters, characters I should say, fare in the main fight scenes of the other movies? So if you're not local to NYC, one of the easiest ways for you to improve your Wing Chun training is to train online with me. Online private training is tailored toward the individual and geared towards serious practitioners who want to improve their skills or knowledge base. I offer two private lesson subscriptions, twice a month and four times a month. Kung Fu Genius listeners use the code KFG online to get one online consultation lesson free with the purchase of any subscription. That code and the links are in the description below. Online private training is a convenient way for you to ask any of the questions you've had about application, form, theory, or even how to teach. Bring a partner to train with you online at absolutely no extra cost. I'll show you how to train with your partner online. Again, use the code KFG online to get a free consultation lesson with the purchase of any online subscription. Links are in the description below. And I'll see you online. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's just do the lightning round. We have Cheng Chao on from Big Boss, okay? Yep. I picked two fight scenes from all of the films, okay? So obviously we'll leave Cheng Chao on out of the big boss fight scenes because yep. he's from the big boss. Mm -hmm. But for the big boss, I have the, um, uh, the, the big fight outside where, you know, where he, he kicks like the dude through the wall. Cause there's some other fight scenes, but I just picked two. Yep. And then the final fight scene with uh, uh, the, the big boss himself. In um, Fist of Fury, I picked the first big fight in the Japanese school where he's got to take all those guys on. And then the final fight with the Japanese villain. So I, I pulled out the Bob Baker one and a few of the other ones. Uh, Tang Long, the, the Way of the Dragon, I picked the 
pre-Coliseum fight. Because, yeah, I mean, he's got all the fights in the alleyways with the other guys, but I think, like, he's got that um, pre-fight where he fights, like, Wong in sick and Bob Wall, and they're all kind of fighting outside because there he has, like, two formidable opponents, and then the final fight with Chuck. Yep. Uh, and then in Enter the Dragon, I picked the Bob Wall fight and then the final with Han. And then for Game of Death, I picked Dan and Kareem because I think they're the strongest of all that. And I think even Jihan Jae, who, whom I've met, would also agree that he was the weakest of all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, when, when I met him, he also told me, uh, it was very sweet. I was like, what, yeah, what was it like filming those fight scenes with Bruce Lee? And he said it was very difficult. He said... Uh, Bruce didn't lose his patience with me, but I kept messing up. And he goes, I had a very hard time keeping up with him because he was just so good. And you can kind of see it. Like, you know, he's... But he, he was there because he had a, he represented a, a specific kind of, more kind of grappling Korean style. Yeah. But you can tell he's definitely, he's very rigid compared to the other guys. And that rigidity, Tihan Jae kind of almost admitted, like, yeah, that was him just not being able to keep up with Bruce, right? So, um... So having said that, all right, now we take, here's the lightning round for the final bit. Cheng Chaowan, big boss character, okay? How would he do fighting all of the Japanese guys in, who all play by Chinese actors, in that fight scene in Fist of Fury? What do you think? Um, win, win or lose, would he come out on top? He'd lose. He'd lose? Yeah, he's not skillful enough. To beat all those guys? Yeah, like Plus it, they had weapons. Yeah, like it, it, he'd go in and he'd probably take down a couple and then they would just pump yeah. him. Because he does have multiple attacker skills in Big Boss. Yeah. But those guys are not like all trained yeah, karatekas all, or aikidoists or judoists. They're all chumps. Yeah. You know, really compared to like going into like Jing Wu, like they're just like kind of, yeah. he's going in and he's just wrecking. Right. But like he doesn't have the temperament. All the skill to be right. able to take those. Okay, on. so so let's just do that fight scene and let's do all the characters in that fight scene and then go to the next. Okay, one. cool. I think that's easier. Yeah, it allows us to stay more topical. Okay, so obviously we're not gonna say Chen Chen. Chen Chen is in that movie and yep. he's successful. Tang Long would Tang Long be able to beat up all those karate guys? Because he he did some kind of multiple attacker ish, but it's just like kind of a couple of those like thuggy dudes but he's not really fighting yeah, them all again, at the same time. they're kind of chumpy but he yeah. would he Tan would, Lung is very good one-on-one -on -one. yeah he's great one-on-one -on -one. I think I think that he would fare way better but I think it's a 50-50 that he'd actually make it all the way through right 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 because he he's much better one-on-one -on -one. yeah so we, he, I think the only reason there's a question mark is because we don't really we, unlike Cheng Chaowan who does like do all the kicks to all the Thai guys and then there's like he, he has those those cred, we, we didn't really see Tang Lung in like a huge melee. No. So I would put a question mark whether he would survive that fight. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, what about Lee from uh, Enter the Dragon? Oh, I, I think yes. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yes. I yeah. think he would beat all those guys mm -hmm. handily. And what about Hai Tian? He would not handle them quite as well as Lee, but yeah. he would handle them. I think he would too. He's got the weapons chops, the adaptability, yeah. but again, from Game of Death, we we didn't see him against multiple attackers. Exactly. He did beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar though, so I think that gives him a... So I, I would say like, unlike uh, Tang Long was very good one-on-one, -on -one, um, I think Hai Tian has a slightly better chance in that scene, okay? Yeah. So now let's go to the final fight scene against the... Uh, the Japanese villain who also wields a katana, which adds an added element of difficulty, all right? Yep. Uh, Cheng Chaowan from Big Boss. Oh, he's chopped his head <laughs> He would get his, he would get <laughs> his head chopped up, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, especially because there were some 
boobs there in, 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 in that film. <laughs> Maybe you know, the Japanese guy would just need to bring that geisha in real quick and then, you know, Cheng Chao-wan is like, and then he's off with the head. Imagine if he was the one in the scene where it's like he recognized the Japanese guy by the nipple. You no, know, that was his harameki, bro. <laughs> I've already discussed that. So, yeah. But for, if you watch the English version and, you know, he yeah. looks and he sees the cook's nipples and he goes, so you're Japanese, right? But it's because he was wearing that here in Mecky, <laughs> not because of his nipples. Um, Bruce is not, uh, Cheng Chen is not some expert in, in nippleology, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So I think Cheng Chen would not beat that guy. Obviously, Cheng Chen beats him. What about Tang Long? Ooh. See, because we haven't seen Tang, Tang Long against like a sword. Yeah, we haven't seen him actually fight against any real weapons. He's fought with weapons. Yes, and he's he stopped dudes from using weapons on yes. him. But his craftiness against a katana, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And are we, are we taking into account that he's already had a ton of fights? Like no, 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 no. I, 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 I think we're in. putting them in, in, in to be fair, in their freshest versions. Okay. Ooh. A tough that one. is a tough one. It's a really tough one. Part of me says yes, he's good, he's adaptable, he's smart, but he's uh, un untested, at least in Way of the Dragon, against a katana. I think honestly, it could go either way, and mm -hmm. I think, I think, I think katana guy shades it just by virtue of the fact that he has a big freaking sword. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just yes. Like it Although, if you gave Bruce the nunchucks, which Chen Jun has in that fight scene. He might be able to do it, but I don't know if he's actually trained it. So yeah. I would say question mark on Tang yes. Long beating the, the final villain. Yeah. Uh, Lee. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Lee would figure out something, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um, although I think he would probably struggle a little bit, but if he had nunchucks, definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, any other type of weapon, because that Lee from Enter the Dragon has proven he can fight with a bunch of different weapons. Hai mm -hmm. uh, Tian. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Again, he will... I think I, I'm just kind of, it's all speculation. I feel that Hai Tien is probably, I think his, the fact that he's like an ex-martial arts champion, yes. that he's sort of kind of bound by a certain way of fighting, mm -hmm. you know, which is why he would lose against Lee. You know yeah, I mean? but 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 Game of Death, he's all about like you know. He even says like, oh, this you know, bamboo represents adaptability. Like he's institutionally like like Bruce was really starting to really try to write in Jeet Kune Do philosophy mm -hmm. into his scripts, and and when you see the uncut stuff, he goes off explaining for a little. There's like a lot of. Um, uh, what, what what do you call it when exposition? Yeah, absolutely. he's like explain, and it's like a little, I don't know, long winded. In my yeah, opinion. I don't mean it in terms of skill. I mean it in terms of like kind of if we're looking at, as we've looked at each person's mm. personality and, right. and their kind of background. If yes, is any. Yes, you yes. know what I mean. As much as we can deduce as much from we can, this right? Lee is a, a super spy, mm -hmm. Shaolin monk, and Hai Tian is an ex martial arts world champion. Right, it's probably used to working within the rules of being in the I suppose, martial artist, I suppose. I think. You know what I mean? I mean, like I Although said, he'll, he'll, still, he'll neck crank a dude. I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll choke a dude with chucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think he would do okay. I think it's because we've already determined that Lee and Haitian are the strongest. Yeah. I think it's always going to be, they're probably able to handle it, but there's always some specific question marks. Okay, yeah. so let's go to... Um, uh, wait a minute, did we, f uh, we... We haven't done Way of the Dragon, that's where we're next. But did we do both 
did both fights. We did Big Boss, right? Yeah. Did we do both fights on Big Boss? No, we haven't got to the... Oh, yeah, we did both fights on... Oh, no, we haven't, didn't do both fights on we, Big Boss. No, I right, right, we, right. Uh, because we started with Cheng Chao An. That's why we yes. avoided... All right, so now let's go do the Big Boss fights. Okay. okay. So we have the big fight outside versus all the thugs mm -hmm. and the son of the Big Boss, all right? And then we also have the final fight. Yeah. So obviously Cheng Chao An gets a pass because he wins those fights. Uh, Chan Chan fighting right. those guys, I think Easy. definitely. Easy. Um, Tang Long, I think... Yep. I think he'd beat those guys, even though it's a bit of a question mark in terms of his multiple attacker prowess, but I think he would do okay. Mm -hmm. Lee, for sure. Yep. Haitian, I also think so, even though we don't know about his multiple attacker prowess. Yes, it's the thing. I'm... He might be really adaptable against one dude, even yeah. a very difficult dude, but can he handle all those guys? Yeah, that, that, remain, that one remains a question mark for me. Okay. Uh, final fight in uh, Big Boss, The Old Man. I think all of the characters would beat the shit out of that old man. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I think all of them would do it better than Cheng Chao An did it. Yes, absolutely. Okay, 100%. so that goes without saying. All right, so then we did the Fist of Fury fights. Yep. We did the big boss fights. So now let's go to the Way of the Dragon fights. Mm -hmm. So we have the pre-Coliseum. So really when Bruce fights the Korean guy, Wong uh, In-sik, supposed yep. to be a Japanese guy, and then fights Bob Wall. All right, yep. so we got kind of two fights in the one fight. Yeah. Okay, uh, Cheng Chao-an, how would he do against those guys? Uh, Bob Wall's winning that one. I think Bob Wall, I think he could beat Wang in sick. I think maybe Bob yeah. Wall would give him some trouble. Uh, okay, Chan Chan, all right. Well, I always like to see Bob Wall get beaten. Yes. You know what I mean? Bob I think, Wall deserves to get beaten yeah, for think, the number I, of times he sold his suit from <laughs> Enter the Dragon. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think Cheng Chan could take that one. I think so too. I yeah. think Chen Chen can beat both of those guys quite mm -hmm. handily. Tang Lung obviously gets a pass because it's his movie. Lee, one hundred percent. Lee Lee has beaten a better version of Bob Wall in Enter the Dragon. Yes, absolutely. Way and I don't version. think he'd have any problem with Wong in sick. Yep. Hai Tian. Yeah, two people. He's got that. Yeah, I think that I, one. I, I think, think Hai Tian is. Plus, also the, the, the that fight scene, it's kind of individual. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hai Tian, no problem. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's go to the final fight scene of Way of yeah. the Dragon. Okay, fighting Chuck Norris. All right, Cheng Chowan. Dead. Dead, right? Yeah. Chan Chan? Ooh, that's a tough because one. Because Chan Chan does beat Bob Baker, who's kind of a similar tough man karate guy. Yep. I, I think Chan Chan win. I think Chan Chan can, can beat... I think Chan Chan can beat Colt, the, uh, Chuck Norris's character. I, mm, the yeah, I think he can beat him, but what, does he, though? Because mm. I think that Chuck's character is quite measured. Yes, I mean, really, and he has got a lot of body hair. Yeah, he's got a lot of body hair. Right. Right? I think, I think if, I, I actually think that Chuck might beat him. Okay, I think it's a toss-up. Yeah. I think it's a close one. Could yeah. go either way. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they fought 10 times, 50-50. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Okay, uh, now what about Lee fighting Colt? <laughs> yeah, come on. Please. Out of here. Yeah. Out of here like Vladimir. Hai Tien? Oh, 100%. No problem. Boom, no done. problem. He beat Kareem. It's difficult yeah. that he's going to lose against Chuck. Yeah. Okay, so now... We go to uh, Tang Long, all right? And the uh, big boss, oh, no, wait, uh, sorry. We go to, uh, we go to the Enter the Dragon yeah, we're, fights. We're at Enter the Dragon. So I picked two, uh, the Bob Wall fight yep. and then the final versus Han. So let's go to the Bob Wall fight. Now, we, we talk, we're talking about the Bob Wall fight that, that, that Lee, Lee yes. wins. Where yeah, in the like, tournament, yeah, in the, the tournament, right? right? Okay. Where he starts off yeah. in the kind of fake Wing Chun setup, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, man, if I could only just give uh, O'Hara's character five minutes of instruction, I would show him how to beat all those combos. Um, okay, so uh, Cheng Chowan, uh, would he beat uh, O'Hara? Again, Bob Wall gets to beat someone again. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Chan Zhen. 
It would be a longer fight, but I think Chen Zhen could beat him. I think so too. Tang Long. Also a longer fight. Actually, probably a longer fight than, than Chen Zhen for the simple reason that Tang Long is a little more kind of measured. Yes. Right. Although I feel that O'Hara is very similar to Colt in terms of power. Right. Um, yeah, and he beat, it, it, maybe not in terms of the actual style, but they're both like the powerful, big karate, Western karate guy. I think Tang Long gets it done. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lee gets a pass because he wins in that movie anyway. And then Hai Tien. I think Hai Tien does it in a more, far more stylish way. Yes, yes, yes. Instead yeah. of, for example, maybe giving him the Pax stuff, he just straight up head kicks him yeah. from there or whatever with those yellow Asics. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, lasts, it lasts a couple more minutes, but it's way a more, more A little more spectacular. A little more spectacular. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, so now the Han fight. Okay. Cheng Chowan. Dead. Dead, okay, yeah. all right. Man, uh, did, I don't even think he made it to that fight. I don't even made it to that fight, okay. Uh, Chen Zhen versus Han. Dead. Yeah, it could be a little tough, right? It could be a little tough. I think... He's I, emotional, yeah. I, because if you remember, when Han is slashing up Lee, he's like looking at him and smiling, and he always has a smile on his face, and I think that would trigger an emotional response from Chen Chen, yep. and I think that's exactly what Han would use to slash a shit out of him. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, uh, Tang Lung versus Han. Ooh. Ooh. Now, that's a tough one, but I think... I actually think Tang Lung's going to lose. I think Han is actually a better fighter. Okay. All right. At least he can slash him up and... Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Tang Lung maybe pulls it through, but again, difficult because we don't have enough background to really know how these guys work in these situations. Mm -hmm. uh, Tang Lung is the only character who... who uh, well, maybe with the exception of Jen, who really doesn't get slashed, yeah. you know, or like cut or anything like that, right? You also don't know anything about his martial arts background. Yeah, he's like just he, he kind just of generic kung fu. He's right, turned yes. up and he's bad, badass. Yeah. Dragon you know I mean? whips his tail. Yeah. Uh, Mang Long, bye, mate. Uh, all right, so then uh, Hai Tien versus Han. Oh, yeah. He's, he, again, it, that one's a little longer because he's, cause Hai Tien doesn't Maybe he's have, playing with him a little bit more. I, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the same emotional kind of yeah. um, like motivation that yes. he has. Right. So it's going right. to be like, what the f*** are you like, fighting me for? Like, and Oh, it's to the death. Right. Then he'll, he'll come through. Okay, now we come to the two fights in Game of Death, the Dan Inosanto fight and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So versus Dan Inosanto, the Filipino Eskrima master. And I know he has a name in the yeah. movie, but I don't remember what it is. Okay, Cheng Chawan? <laughs> Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Chan Chan? Dead. Dead, okay. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it would be a little longer, but I think, I think Dan Inosanto is going to take him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tang Long. I think that would actually be a really good fight. Yeah, I think it'd be a very entertaining fight. I think it would be a great fight. I think if he could get his hand on some nunchucks. Yes, I he can use nunchucks. We've seen that. He can yeah. use double nunchucks too. Yeah. We don't know about his ability to use a single stick or whatever, but I have a, well, he does use the, the pole. I think Tang Long, I th maybe it's one of those if they fought 10 times, 50-50, yeah. 70-30, but I don't think one would, I think it's very close. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and now um, Lee versus Dan and Asanto. <laughs> dead. You're dead. All right. Uh, you mean Lee or Dan? Dan. Dan, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, and then, um, okay, so Hai Tian gets a pass because it's his movie. Um, okay, so now um, the final fight. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the style of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cheng Chowan? So all, the, all Kareem Abdul-Jabbar does is he sticks his hand out like that, like the little rascals. Yes. And just 
does that for like, I don't know, a minute before he just... <laughs> you know, right? like Pretty much, right? Done, done. Okay, Cheng Chao on dead. Um, Cheng Chao on dead. Chen Chen. Ooh, he'll get a few licks in. Yes. But, like, but I think eventually yeah, he just... He's not going to be able to get past those limbs. Right. He probably doesn't even know what basketball is. <laughs> who's this guy yeah exactly right uh Lung versus Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ooh 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 you see I think ooh I don't know know. I think it's a 50-50 toss up I don't know it is a 50-50 it's difficult but I think I think Kareem edges him out a little bit I just think yeah because I just think um the size difference, I think Tang Lung's character, having learned Kung Fu in China, has never faced anyone like him. Whereas Hai Tian, being someone who's been in competition, has faced lots of different types of people. Yeah. Which is why he, it's easier for him to be adaptable. I think Tang Lung doesn't have the experience of dealing with someone like this, given what most likely was his martial arts background, having learned in Hong Kong. Yeah. In the new territories in the 70s. Yeah. So I, I think maybe no. Okay, Lee versus Kareem. Um, it'll take him a little longer, but he'll do it. He'll make it happen. Yeah, I think it's his hardest fight out of everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I think he, I think he does pull it together, and obviously high ten. So there you go. Wow. There's our fighters ranked. I don't know what the official ranking then would be. All right, <laughs> but that was a lot of fun, and that was a yeah. really great question. Thanks a lot to Chris Bach for yeah, giving us that. Awesome. I thought that was absolutely awesome. And uh, well, hey, that's all I got to say about that. Okay, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius. Hit that bell for notifications. And if you have any questions for me to answer on a future episode, or if you have suggestions about a themed topic like the one we did today, go ahead and put those in the comments below. And also let me know if you disagreed with me, agreed with me, or you think I'm full of crap, or you think he's full of crap. And that's all I got to say about that. And I'll see you guys next time. Word is I'm a Kung Fu Genius. Technique speaks for me, not lineage. Forget Jet Li, cause I'm the one. Many call me seafood, but to you I'm sea gung. And I produce masters. You surpassed us. Your kung fu stiffer than corpse and caskets. City Wing Chung is the house I built. Violate the gate and your blood gets spilt. Alex Richter, always the victor. Alright peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be answering, that's not what we did.